A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim My dear brothers and sisters Assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Today's day 5 of our activity and the first question for today about the Holy Prophet is name two events that happened or incidents in the Prophet's life which is unique to him and not present or did not happen to any other being so there could be multiple answers to this question and um, your answer meets the description then it's accepted I'll mention two that comes to my mind the first one is the holy trip which the, the Prophet experienced in Al-Isra and Maraj which is a miraculous journey which took place with Angel Jibra'il where the first part of the trip the Prophet uh, traveled from Al-Masjid Al-Haram in Mecca uh, on Al-Buraq to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa in Jerusalem this is the Isra and then the second part is called the Miraj where the Prophet ascended and had a tour in both heaven and hell and had conversations and met the earlier Prophets such, a, such as Prophet Ibrahim, Prophet Musa, Prophet Isa السلام, and also uh, Rasulullah led the five was uh, uh, Rasulullah led prayers led the um, prayers um, for the prophets it was also in this trip that the five obligatory prayers were um, determined and set and set to be five that the actual number to be five um, also um, interesting thing that happened during this trip is that you know when Prophet Muhammad ascended towards the heavens in the seven heavens at one point in time uh, at the location of Sidrat al-Muntaha Jibra'il was not able to cross further so he said to the Prophet that this is where I can this is my last place where I can proceed I cannot proceed further but you have the privilege and the permission to proceed further closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning closer to his divine presence and this is this indicates you know the holy position and the esteemed exceptional honorable positions which the Holy Prophet who is the best of creation um, has attained uh, due to his you know uh, special position to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his sincerity his worship his love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Allah reciprocated back to him and gave him this extra daraja or extra rank which no any other being human or non-human ever attained and this is something that that you know the Prophet is very unique in the second thing which comes to mind which is which is an event that happened um, when the Holy Prophet was on his deathbed Angel Jibra'il entered upon the presence of the Prophet and said that the angel of death which is, is the Israel is at the door and he is asking permission to enter upon you furthermore he says angel of death has never asked permission from anyone before you so Rasulullah said let him in O Jibra'il and the angel of death entered and said peace be upon you assalamu alaikum ya Rasulullah Allah has sent me to give you the choice between staying in this world and between meeting Allah meaning uh, to uh, to accept you know going through the process of death and the, the Prophet replied back and says rather I rather meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning to, to depart from this world uh, and so this is this is very unique to the Holy Prophet the, the angel of death has not sought permission from any 
being at all, whether it's human or non-human, in the universe, while the Holy Prophet, because of this great exceptional status, he has earned that level of um, bounty and blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that even the angels themselves and the angel of death uh, stands in humility before the Holy Prophet, as well as no one has been given the choice between death and life. Um, this is what the Quran says every soul is destined to meet death so this is the sunnah the tradition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yet Allah was ready to change that sunnah only for the holy prophet and again this just shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his love to the holy prophet is ready to grant him whatever wish that he asks And the second question for today about Imam al-Sadiq is present a hadith where Imam al-Sadiq highlights the importance of prayer to his followers. So this is the uh, known hadith um, where at the, at the time of the death of Imam al-Sadiq before his death, one of the companions came and asked um, the others, what was, what was the last words of Imam al-Sadiq before he departed this world so they told him the last words which Imam Sadiq said and of course we can imagine that the last words of any human being uh, you know who's who's about to die is definitely going to be important it's going to be significant significant in his life we all would like to know what are the last words of those who are close and dear to us so you, you can imagine you know our thirst and curiosity to know what are the last words of Imam Sadiq So this is what he said. He said, "Inna shafa'atuna lan tanaru shi'atuna Our intercession will not reach those who take salah uh, lightly, or those who don't take salah seriously. Our intercession will not reach those who don't take salah seriously. So what is the Imam saying? So the Imam is not saying our intercession will not reach those who don't pray. The assumption here is that we are praying. Um, you know, so the Imam is talking to his Shia, to his followers. Imam is not talking to any, just any person, to his Shias. So addressing us that the intercession, the Shafa'at, will not reach us if we are taking our prayers lightly, meaning that we are praying. But never mind those who are not praying at all or skipping prayers. Imam is talking about those who do pray, right? However, they take their salah seriously. So what does it mean that, that they don't take the salah seriously? So, you know, first and foremost, not praying on time, right? Delaying your prayers. Prioritizing other tasks over the salah. Not praying a salah fi awwal al-waqt. Inna salata, salah is on a very, a very prescribed time, as mentioned in the Quran. Right, and it's the first part of the timing where it is the recommended time, essentially the first 15 to 30 minutes, the recommended time where your reward for praying salah in that time is more than if you you delayed the salah. Where even though you still pray it on time, however, you don't get the same credit. It's like first come first serve, right? That you know those who walk in the door, they may get they may get that early bird discount, while those who you know, walking the door later, although they're, they're not officially late, but 
they're not going to get the advantage of those who were the first at the door, right? So this this is the main idea that praying salah on time, as well as when you are praying salah, to try as much as possible to give the focus and concentration in salah. And I know it's difficult. It's difficult for all, all of us because it's so easy for our minds to to wander in you know the many things that we uh, we are experiencing in our lives, problems. Um, oftentimes we're thinking about what. Uh, you know our our task to do to do list right, but you know we try we we should try to make effort to remove any stimulus or any things that we know is going to distract us. Whether it it is audio, TV playing in the background, or whether it is you know our phone sitting right on our uh, on our prayer rug, if that's going to be a distraction, whether it's ringing or whether we see it lighting up, then we should remove these potential distractions so that we can try as much as we can to give salah importance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see that from us to wake up for, for, for salat al-fajr if you're not waking up for salat al-fajr and you're just passing that time and saying let's let's pray later then you are not taking salah seriously then we cannot expect our imam to give us the gift of intercession right we have to earn it we love our imam and we have the wilaya to him however that's not enough unless we um, cement this wilaya by action and this action is, is that we don't take salah lightly jazakumullah khair assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh